Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here with a name you know. You knew him as Wesley Blake. Now you're going to know him as Weston Blake. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Uh, I had a great Father's Day with the kids and the wife, so I, I'm, uh, I'm on cloud nine right now. Yeah, yeah you, you're a family man. I think you, you I mean, you, you're, you're, it feels like you're starting up your own promotion over there. You got a full <laughs> roster. I mean, you're, you're living it up, aren't you? I sure am I'm trying to trying to get a full roster here. Uh, you know, for, I got a very talented wife. Hopefully we can uh, produce some. Well, I'm sure my, my babies will be in talented, whatever they pick I mean, whatever they want to do in life. I mean, the genetics in that family. I mean, they, they've got a leg up from the get go. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, I mean, we're, we're a few uh, weeks, few months uh, after the, your WWE release. Uh, how, how are you mm-hmm. feeling right now? How are you doing? Uh, I'm, you know, I, I tell you right now, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm not, never better, really. Uh, it's kind of been a blessing in disguise, uh, just for the simple fact that I've gotten to take uh, some great time with my family, uh, with my kids and stuff like that. I, you know, I've got to enjoy some birthdays with them and, you know, some anniversaries and that type of stuff. I, I've got to see my, my two-year-old uh, walk and I kind of start talking and stuff like that. And just like little things like that, like, help my uh, little girl get potty trained and just like you kind of get to be in like little aspects of that where when I was first getting in this wrestling business I didn't think that I was going to be a part of and so and it was just good and I got to spend you know incredible time with my wife and stuff like that now we're uh, about to have a third baby uh, on the way here in the next couple of weeks so it's been good so I've been able to help her with the pregnancy and watching the kids and stuff like that so it's really been uh, kind of a blessing. Anyway. Obviously, there there's so many negatives about the pandemic and, and all that, mm-hmm. and this has given so many wrestlers uh, sort of an experience that they have never they'd never thought that they would have again. Being in one right. place for a year and a half straight, how was that for yeah. you? You mentioned you got to spend a lot more time with your family. That's got to be a positive, uh, a huge positive, and, and, and two, and for me, it was great. I got to uh, 
my body it got to heal. I mean, not not so much. It, it was like little nagging injuries that you could work through, but for the most part, uh, my body got to heal a bit, and I and you know I got to like, you know, you had to switch up your training a bit to where you couldn't go to the gym anymore. You had to do that, and you really had to concentrate on other stuff like uh, like what you're eating and dieting and stuff. And so it was just like a complete transformation. You know, of course, the whole world had to do and had to get accustomed to. And so, and we did the same thing and we made the best of the situation, uh, as best we could as, you know, as, as much as the training and stuff like that. And, you know, of course we stayed safe with, with much as we could. And, and, uh, you know, we tried to get out as much as we could, uh, of course, being safe and uh, taking the kids to parks and kind of that type of stuff. And yeah, and it was, uh, you know, a, kind of a weird transition in time for the whole world, but I, I think that hopefully everyone kind of comes out of it uh, better. I always like to to get some reader questions, and I had an interesting one from a fellow named Steve Macklin, who said, <laughs> "Tell him to tell you the I don't like you, you don't like me talk he had with Matt Bloom." <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, this is a this is a good one. It always makes me laugh. But we uh, this uh, this was several years back. But at that time, uh, they were looking for two talents to uh, take over to China to kind of help run a tri uh, uh, a tryout in China. And so uh, the two talents, I think one was injured at the time. And so at the time, uh, one was kind of injured, kind of coming back from injury. And so he had these two that he had picked to go uh, to China. And so I was just pulled off to the side and he just told me that, you know, he's like, hey, just wanna let you know, uh, if this one can't go, I, I'm gonna put you as his replacement, that's cool. And I uh, said, so yeah, of course, I would love I would love that. And he, uh, so we just started talking and just, uh, I forgot even how he even got brought up, um, you know, and, and he just goes, and we were like talking, uh, I, I believe he was saying something along the lines like, oh, you don't really want to go because you don't want to be in a flight with me or something like that. And I was like, no, why would you ever say that? And he goes, oh, come on. We both know that uh, that I don't like you and, and you don't like me. And I, I, I was looking back, I was like, I have, I have never said that. I've had nothing but respect for you. <laughs> I was like, you kidding me? You wrestle all over over the world. You're my head coach. Why why wouldn't I like you? And then I was so like taken back and started laughing uh, that I called Steve over. I was like, Steve, I was like, Matt, you just repeat what you just said. He said, like, no, 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 I'm not going to say it again. I was like, no. I was like, I was just so like floored. I was like, wait a minute, did he really just say that? Like. Uh, yeah, it was, it was out of left field and kind of out of like character. I'm like, why? Why did I? Uh, you know, I just got told that my head coach doesn't even like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I understand Steve has uh, some unique uh, pre-match pukes that he goes through. Oh man, uh, is this that, is this I, related to the all-you-can-drink buffet I've been told about as well? Yeah, <laughs> that's before this. I'll never forget uh, one of the first times we actually had a match on a live event and we had, it was here in Florida. And I mean, uh, here, the live events in Florida, they could range in, anywhere. I mean, depending on where you are, you could be in Dade, Dade city where there's 75 people, or you could be in Fort Pierce where you can have like good, like three to 400 people. And I want to say when we debuted, 
like our first match on our Florida uh, live event show. <laughs> I think it was, it couldn't be more than a hundred people, you know, and, and that was my first experience. Cause we're sitting there and, you know, we have the match uh, or, or, you know, we're getting ready to go out to the match. And I just see him just go over the trash can and just start hurling. I mean, just like violently throwing up. And I was laughing. I'm like, what, are you okay? Like, are you that nervous right now? To where he was just and ever since then he would do that before every single match wow. and um i have to tell this story because since he's the one that brought it up uh, of him puking so we had a match with the street profits um what uh, it was before takeover we were on the taping before the takeover and the very um the opening match on takeover was the viking raiders um uh, uh, who was it? It was, it, was, it, was, it was the Viking Raiders. I know that, uh, that much. Uh, it may have been with Undisputed Era. Okay. And the tag match. And, of course, the Viking Raiders, they had this big entrance with all these Vikings and stuff like that they were doing. And so we were the match before. So the Viking Raiders were standing outside Gorilla, sitting there, you know, kind of getting uh, ready. <laughs> Me and Steve were in Gorilla, and Steve just bolts out of Gorilla and just starts yakking in front of these Viking in front of these Viking people. And these Viking people are just like looking around, like, is this guy okay? Just, I mean, violently yakking in there. And the one of the great things is, you know, Steve and I, we uh, would sometimes like to get us hyped up. We would do like a, like we'd break a smelling salt or whatever. Kind of people use it to where people are knocked out, you know, yeah. athletic trainers use it. Uh, you know, but people kind of use it to get hyped up. <laughs> I go out and he's yakking and then I put a smelling salt right under his nose and he just smells it and just goes back to yakking again. So these Viking people are watching this go down and they're like, these guys got to be the two craziest people we've ever seen. And oh, it was that that's some of the funnest times. If Vince knew that he could puke like that, things would have been different. You think back to that beyond the mat documentary, he's going to puke. Like, <laughs> and that, and that, well, he will always announce. That's why he would tell. That's how he would announce that he was going to puke. He's like, he's gonna, he's gonna, and then he would bolt out and just start hurling. And just, <laughs> oh, that is amazing. So, I mean, obviously, there are people who are are, are wondering right off the bat, future uh, possibilities of teaming with him, teaming with Buddy Murphy. It's like yeah. Steve got released in in January. You were a few months later. Buddy Murphy right after that. So, I mean, I'm sure you get tweets every single day with people saying, hey, is this coming back? Is this coming back? How, how are you feeling yeah. about that? Uh, you know, I'm open for the opportunity. Like I said, I, the, some of the funnest times in my wrestling career was uh, wrestling with Steve. Uh, Steve, I don't know if he uh, told you or you know, but he's the godfather of my children, mm -hmm. you know. So that's the kind of brothership that me, me and Steve had that we just had something that we kicked off. And, and Buddy and myself, and we had such great chemistry, and we were also really good friends. And I think that, you know, that's something that drew people then when they saw me and Buddy on screen. They're like, okay, these guys are real life friends here, and they, you know, enjoy each other's company and stuff like that. And so that, I think that's what uh, helped us. And so, I mean, I'm all up for the opportunity of working with these uh, guys again. Like, these guys are some of the most talented people I've been in the ring with. Steve and Buddy, uh, I've learned a lot from both these guys. So I, I, I nothing would make me happier than uh, tagging with Steve or Buddy. Um, I think that would just be a lot of fun. 
So did you remain in touch and friendly with Murphy even after your all's team split up? Or I mean, I know that you all were on different brands doing different things. Did you all kind of maybe, maybe I don't want to say fall out, but lose touch a little bit? Yeah, I mean, of course, we kind of just went about our separate ways a little bit. Uh, like I said, we stayed in touch a lot more when we were, of course, tagging. Uh, you know, and the, the the when we got split, I mean, we weren't really uh, sure that they were splitting us. Uh, yeah, of course, they, when we got told that we were getting split, we just thought uh, Alexa was getting split from us to kind of because they wanted her to go singles. So Murphy and myself, we didn't think that we they were splitting us up. They thought me and him were going to stay the same. And of course, they, you know, gradually started splitting uh, Murphy and myself up. Uh, but no, we kept in touch, man. We kept you know, becoming good friends. Like I, you know, I, I was so happy for him when he went on 205 Live where he kind of got to show himself a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, character-wise and kind of uh, he got to, you know, have the time that he wanted to wrestle, which actually propelled him to get on uh, to the main roster on Raw and SmackDown. So, I mean, I, I, I've always... I'm very happy of what he accomplished because I know the work and stuff that he did to get there. Uh, but at that time when we split, um, when we finally realized we split, I mean, he wanted to get to 205. I kind of wanted to stay in NXT and try uh, and become a, a big time heel. And that was like, that was my drive um, for about a year of me staying. I, I wanted to be a heel I because I wanted to work with these big time uh, baby faces that were bringing in NXT. And I just wanted to work with people that um you know that help elevate nxt have you spoken to him since his release did you have any any like like words for him or anything like that how how did that go uh yeah i spoke to say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I actually uh, called him the day of, uh, you know, when it happened and stuff like that. And he, he seemed at, at peace about it, you know, like, like I said, uh, like me, you know, when, once you start with WWE, I mean, that's that your goal is to become a WWE lifer, you know, it's kind of just have your career go through the WWE. And so, I mean, of course he took it as, as a shock um, just because he, he has some creative ideas coming his way. And so, but he seemed to be at peace at it. I mean, he, I think he's now, um, you know, realizes that he can kind of go out there and, and be creative and be, have his kind of like freedom of where he wants to wrestle and, and who he wants to wrestle and that type of stuff. So with the thing of being released, I, I, I look forward to getting to work with all sorts of different type of people and so many talents and so many different uh, great companies. And if you look at um, the rosters of you know AEW, 
uh, Impact, uh, ROH, MLW, uh, you know, NWA, uh, uh, New Japan, NOAA. I mean, you have just all these talented people and talented rosters that, you know, they, it's fun for me as a free agent because, like, man, I can go anywhere um, that, you know, wants me or sees me as a value that hopefully uh, can help their company. Have you had talks with any of those companies yet? Are you waiting to see how that works out? Like, how, how's that going for you? Well, uh, right now, I kind of been, over the last two months, I've just been kind of getting stuff prepared and set up for, like, these last four or five weeks. I've mm-hmm. I released, like, a little trailer uh, on my social media to kind of get, you know, to kind of show, like, okay, I, I want to get, like, a little buzz before, um, you know, I want to say July 15th. Uh, for my 90 days so I can kind of hit the ground running a bit so I, I I was doing a lot of filming and trying to just get like design stuff and kind of get stuff going for me so after the 90 days I can get going so you uh, you are still under your 90 days uh, I've spoken with some people who asked out of their 90 days and they said yeah WWE was super awesome to deal with for for those of that those that wanted out it seemed like they were willing to do it for you, you're in a different position. You got a, you got a, you know, another kid on the way. You've got some, yeah. some pieces to put in place. Was yeah. that ever a consideration for you, or did you know straight out of the gate, yeah, I'm going to take these 90 days and prepare? Uh, the, it, I didn't. Uh, it wasn't when it was presented to me. I didn't know that was uh, going to be that option. I mean, they they just told me when I got released, like, hey, we're going to give you 90 days, uh, you know, to kind of get your stuff together and and whatever, and then. You know, which I took it, which what I thought was very nice of them. You know, I mean, of course, when any company uh, lets you go, I mean, they don't have to give you the 90 days. Yeah. And I mean, they could give you 30 days or they don't have to give you any days. Uh, so uh, it was good for me to kind of reset and stuff like that. And it was a, kind of a blessing in disguise to where I could kind of get myself set and get my uh, stuff rolling here. Um so how how did you feel when you were released? You saw your tag team partner released a few months before they had taken you all yeah. off TV. Was it a surprise surprise to you, or did did you sort of see the writing on the wall when they're not putting you on TV? So uh, it, it's kind of a yes and no. So when uh, Steve got fired, uh, I you know you have in the back of your mind like oh man I I could be next type thing because they told him that creative had nothing for him, but. And also, I, I put in the forefront of my mind, like, well, don't give them a reason to fire you. So I started pitching ideas, uh, you know, started emailing them, started texting the writers and just kind of like, um, you know, me and Buddy kind of started talking again because he just kind of got told that uh, he's not going to do anything with Seth or he's not going to do anything with the Mysterios. So me and Buddy started talking again, saying like, hey, I think me and you can uh, do something in the tag division on SmackDown. And so we, you know, we pitched stuff and we, you know, we were kind of getting stuff going uh, after Mania. We uh going to go into us. Uh, Buddy was going to go into creative and kind of talk to him and kind of pitch our ideas. And we, we were going to shoot, shoot some stuff together to kind of present uh, that to them. But of course that never came to be. And I had heard of some other pitches that even you and, and Macklin had made. I had heard stuff of like involving Chelsea green at one point, the, the Daisy Duke type of character I had heard. Like, yeah. like a modern day APA. I had heard a lot of those different ideas that were tossed around and Steve would tell me like you all would wait until the point to where they were like, don't wait. Vince will, will bring you in whenever uh, he's ready to bring you in. 
And then you all got that story with Corbin. What was Corbin's reaction to you all like sort of being split pretty quickly after? Because it really added a fresh coat of paint to him because he had never really had yeah. that before. Yeah. Uh, all three of us, when we uh, got together, were very excited about it. Uh, of course, we've known Corbin since uh, NXT days. So uh, very early on in NXT, I kind of rode here and there. Uh, with Corbin and stuff like that. And it got to kind of got to know him and his background and stuff like that. And he has a very interesting story. Um, and so, it, I mean, we've always kind of had like a, a friendship with Corbin. I mean, we're not like a, the best of friends, sure. you know, so, but, but I mean, we always got along. And so I felt like when, once we got with Corbin, uh, we were very excited for it. And I think Corbin was too, because I think they had some plans set up for us where we were kind of, kind of work. Um, you know, I think it could like turn Corbin uh, a little bit, his character a little bit more up with a heel and kind of be more hated and stuff like that uh, from what me and Steve could have done. And we had, I think they had some plans where we were going to be with Buddy and the Mysterios and we we're going to have like some fun six man and stuff like that. Uh, so it, it was very exciting. And I know we were very giddy about the opportunity of getting to work with Corbin and kind of getting to work with, the, with those other people as well. Was there anybody, whether it be a writer, creative member, producer, that was particularly helpful in trying to get you guys back on TV? I do know they integrated more wrestlers into the creative team. Like I know that Daniel Bryan and Edge were kind of pitching in last year when they were yeah. when they were off TV. But did anybody specifically uh, you feel like help you get back on TV? Um, I, I, I tell you, we uh, finally got to talk with Bruce Pritchard. And so we finally got to talk with him. Uh, we went to TVs uh, at one time where, you know, uh, we weren't booked or anything, but Steve and I were like, you know, what? we'll just go to TVs. We'll see if we can talk with someone. We can either talk to Vince or Bruce and just kind of, you know, let them know like, hey, we want to work type thing. And that's what we did. And then that's, so we went there and we got to talk with Bruce and that's, uh, and once we talked with Bruce and that's when kind of the wheels started kind of rolling, okay, we want to get these guys back on TV. So uh, I said, I don't know. I don't know if he went to bat for us or if he, you know, like had an idea already in head, but I know that we, once we talked to Bruce, it was probably about a week or so later that we, uh, you know, got introduced the idea that it was going to be Corbin on the, in ourselves. So to kind of go back a few years, who were the main people you worked with creatively in NXT? Because I know you all did a lot of different things. I know that Triple H's role has evolved significantly over the years. Yeah. Uh, how how has how how was that there for you, and and who helped you? Oh man, there's a lot of people uh, that helped us creatively. Um, you know, with me, uh, with Murphy and myself. I mean, we had uh, a lot of people. A guy named Ryan Katz. Uh, there, they would always uh, film stuff and always willing to do promos and stuff. He did Dusty, Wrestling Society uh, X back in the day, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dusty Rhodes was another big advocate for uh, Buddy and myself, and of course Alexa. Um, you know, so it was just great to get the bounce ideas and stuff like that off off him as well. Um, and then, uh, as Forgotten Sons wise, uh, I was Steve Carino was was a huge advocate for us. Uh, I mean. He, so much to, to the fact that we, when me and Steve were pitching the idea, we would do these performance center shows. And that was, these are the shows that are kind of um, where you kind of get the pitch ideas. It's time where you're in front of your own peers uh, in front of a camera, but you get to pitch your idea and kind of like how it would look 
you know, on TV in, in a storyline type thing. And I'll never forget that Steve Carino, uh, you know, volunteered that because me were uh, Cuddy and I were going to beat him down, and then we were going to start shaving people's heads. And he was one of the people that we did just to kind of show, yeah, um, you know, a, a side of intensity and, and that type of stuff. And so that was one thing that I was always grateful for. He was always great with coming with uh, with ideas, uh, trying to help us. Like, hey, how do we uh, write this uh, to uh, get to a writer? How do we, you know? How do we present this and that, that type of stuff? So he was all uh, Steve Carino was always great with that. Uh, I think helped out a lot with the Forgotten Sons. Uh, he was the one that told us that Jackson Riker would be joining us, kind of okay. as the Forgotten Sons. And that type of stuff. I think he even uh, he even pitched uh, Lacey Evans at one time down in NXT oh, wow. uh, for us to have like a, a four person group uh, kind of uh, rival along Sanity uh, yeah. so that we could have some stuff go that way. But I think creatively, uh, they already had some stuff with Lacey Evans uh, going forward. So uh, they just stuck with Riker, Steve, and myself. Something I always ask people who are in NXT please tell me about your costume battle Royal experiences. Oh, they were always a lot of fun. Uh, I, yeah. Who'd you dress was, up uh, as? I, I was in several costume battle Royals. So I was, um, uh, the one year, uh, this was early on, almost in 2015. Uh, we had it in Gainesville. Uh, and I was a Florida state Seminole cheerleader. And so, uh, which which turned out great because when, uh, during that battle royal, um, I was I was one of the last people in there, and I just got booed out of the building, which which was great. <laughs> and then uh, a Lego, uh, someone dressed up as a Lego, came out, and um, no one knew who it was, and they uh, ended up uh, tossing me out. And come to find out, it was Bailey, and the and the place just <laughs> erupted. And so it was just that was always a cool moment with with us. Uh, yeah, because he had this battle royal, and it was just, it was just, it was so much fun. It was just like a you know, they kind of get the cut up. I, I believe in that battle royal. I think uh, eighth English uh, was uh, Kevin Owens, and he did a spot on Kevin Owens. Like I mean, you know, with the movements and mannerisms and everything, and it, it, yeah, it's just a lot of fun uh, with there. I, 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 you know, Elias was was mustard. And with you, you had the crowd chanting mustard, you know, at one time and stuff like that. And so it, it was, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, another one that we did uh, was actually, a, it was Halloween. It was a women's battle royal. And it was myself and um, uh, Riddick Moss uh, that also was also in that. And we yeah. dressed up as, as women, um, as women costumes. And we got to, uh, perform in front of that which was a lot of fun you know so it was i think the crowd enjoyed it and we enjoyed it as well so it, uh, costume battle royals were always a, a fun time for me that's the type of thing like i don't even know if they had cameras rolling there but if that popped up yeah. on the WWE network people would love that stuff because yeah, yeah. i mean there are so many of those people that i mean like raquel gonzalez was in those and and like members yeah. of AOP were in there that you'd look at and you'd be like, okay, that's fun. Oni Lorkin, yeah. like in 2015, yeah. those yeah. are a lot of fun. I think, man, that's like such a, such a great slam dunk live event idea. Just why not do it? It's so much fun. Yeah, it was, it, it was a lot of fun and you get to work with these, 
different people. And it, it was just nice. It was like a, a nice break uh, that people can like express themselves creatively in, in a fun way. And and if you're having fun, the crowd's going to have fun with it. And I think that's what, you know, um, I think that's what people enjoyed most about it. So you got your call up. Uh, it was last year. And I remember speaking to people about the call-up. So many people were excited, especially for you and, and Steve, because you all had put in so much work at the Performance Center. How were you told that you're getting the call-up by who? How did that work out? Uh, it was at uh, NXT um, a taping. Well, I say taping, but it was at NXT uh, TVs that day, at that time. Uh, you know, we were told uh, earlier that day, like, hey, y'all are going to start a little program with uh, Grizzly Young Vets. And which we were very excited about that. We're like, oh, that, you know, that's going to be a lot of fun. We love working with those two guys. And we were, uh, you know, out by the ring and we were kind of going over like what we're going to see on the promo wise and all that stuff. And then it was uh, Matt Bloom and, uh, and Triple H called us over. And so I, and a lot of times when they do that, uh, it, Triple H, he just usually talks about creative, like, okay, here's what kind of I want from y'all. And earlier that day, he he talked to us creatively how he kind of wanted us, he wanted to start turning us babyface there in NXT. And so he was kind of telling us the idea about it. And so when he called us over, you know, that's kind of what we thought it was going to be. And then, you know, he called us over and he kind of got like real serious about it. And he was just like, hey, uh, I don't think we have anything for here, uh, here anymore for y'all. And we were just kind of like, wait, what is he talking about? And uh, he goes, yeah, I think um, I think your talents can be elsewhere, like uh, SmackDown. And we were just like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> so it was just a real cool moment. We all looked at each other. And, of course, we all, like, hugged and shook his hand and stuff like that. And he was just he, – he seemed excited for us because, you know, he's like, of course, you'll when y'all move up, he's like, y'all have uh, plenty of great people to work with. Like, we were going to work with the New Day. Yeah. He even said, like, he's like, we would love for y'all to work with uh, the bloodline, with uh, the Usos and Roman and stuff like that. So it was really exciting for us uh, to get that news, uh, you know, at that time to like go. And we got that, I want to say you know, the first week of March, and I want to say at the end of that month, we were supposed to fly up to Connecticut to kind of have a meeting with Vince and I was gonna Creative. Ask, I was going to ask if you had any, like, conversations with Vince or Kevin Dunn, because those are the two influential people in different ways that you always hear about. Right. Right. I, I mean, I uh, never got to speak to Vince. Uh, okay. Of course, like I said, when I got called up, I mean, this was during the pandemic. And so uh, we were going to have uh, that meeting with him, and he um, – and, and yeah, and that got canceled. And then when we got called up, uh, it was it was it was a weird time because when you're at the performance center, they they wanted you kind of like in the locker room, or you know they didn't kind of want you out wandering and stuff like that. So they were kind of real COVID protocol type thing. And so it was just one of those weird things where uh, like everything was kind of done through like email or via text message and that type of stuff. Like hey, meet here. Uh, that type of stuff and so it was just so we never really got that meeting with Vince I mean with as far as um, I mean when we were with Corbin we would just kind of say uh, you know thank you or whatever and he would kind of tell Corbin what he wanted from him uh, much further from that we didn't really get to talk to Vince and the, uh, the only time I got to talk to Kevin Dunn uh, a little bit is they um, they were testing out some uh, live event cameras uh, coming up and uh, me and Bo Dallas had to go and wrestle. And that's the only time that I got to meet Kevin Dunn. Was that, 
when was that? Was that around? Was that before your call up, or was that because I know Bo Dallas did like one of those before WrestleMania? Yeah, that was uh, before Mania. Uh, that was I want to say uh, I want to say February at that time. Okay, because right, I mean, uh, Steve just got released, and uh, they they gave me the call and they they wanted uh, to test out uh, some stuff at live with the live event cameras and stuff yeah. like that. I think they're testing out some of the board, you know, the board people that you saw like at the NFL and like kind of they did you know the major leagues and stuff like that. They tried to do to kind of show that fans were there, to, you know. And so I think they're testing out that type of stuff. But that's the only time I met Kevin Dunn. And, I mean, he was, you know, had nothing but nice things to say. Well, I could talk to you about wrestling all day. Hopefully we do this again. Yeah. Weston Blake, yeah. any, anything else you want to tell the people uh, before we before we finish up? Yeah, you can, uh, you know, catch me on Instagram and Twitter at the Weston Blake. Uh, if you have business inquiries, you can always go to bookwestonblake at gmail.com. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, releasing some content out there to hopefully kind of get my story and kind of get some stuff out there and hopefully get some momentum going so that I can hit the ground running uh, after my 90 days, which is July 15th. Go follow him, guys. Weston Blake, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, Sean. Until next time, guys. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.